Facebook. Oké. Okay. <coughs> Welcome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oké. Okay. Don't want to be a little louder. Good. Okay, welcome to Koji to the Koji Podcast episode 15. Now we're gonna be doing Koji Take One again, or what, what, one take Koji. I don't. We haven't figured out the name yet. Yeah. But we're gonna do that because I felt like it. It, it was like a lot. It was better a lot. Time. It was a lot better. Way less time taken up. Yes. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> yeah. everything was good about everything it. Was really good. So we're gonna do that again. So, if we make mistakes, you're going to see them, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, for those that didn't watch the last episode, uh, Go back this is the it. Rule of Life Prayer Part 3 of 4. So, we already did Part 1 and 2, so go check out the last two episodes if you haven't already. And, yeah, we're doing the Rule of Life. Uh, that's uh, In Episode 10, that's when I started doing the... Uh, the parts of the rule of life. So first it's two parts of penance and then two par- four parts of prayer. Yeah. Don't worry, we're almost done. There's only one more part of r- a rule of life and then after that it's one or two more talks of the Brotherhood series. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, uh, then, you know, from the, from the talks of Father Adrian. And then, and then after just, that, then we're going to start doing just, uh, yeah, it's just our us. own episodes. So without further ado, let's, let's get, get into, into it. Show. People have already said, let's get into it before. I don't know. Whatever. Well, whatever. Put, put into they, your comment. They, they never put into your comments whatever you want us to say. Okay. They never told okay, us. Okay, anyways. Rule of Life Prayer. Uh, we were talking about the three types of prayer. First, it was vocal, then mental. Vocal and mental prayer. So now it's contemplat- uh, contemplation. Contemplative prayer. Okay. Me- so the last kind of prayer is contemplation. Whereas in meditation, we emphasize the use of our mind in spiritual reading. Contemplative prayer is attention on a specific... Oh, sorry. Whereas in med- meditation, we emphasize the use of our mind in spiritual reading. Contemplative prayer is more a question of the heart. That is the will. Here, we do not focus our attention on specific points of meditation. Rather, we fix our attention on the Lord himself. We may recall the words of St. Teresa of Avila. Contemplative prayer, in my opinion... Oh, sorry. Quote. Contemplative prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than a close sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we, we know loves us. The book of... Oh, whatever. Uh, okay, when so we enter into contemplative prayer, our goal is simply to be in the presence of God we, who we love and whom we seek to love more humbly, lovingly, and attentively, opening our hearts to him and listening for his response. Contemplative prayer need not involve words. A simple loving gaze directed towards God is an authentic prayer. In the words of the... Oh, authentic prayer. Okay. So, I was always confused with meditation and contemplative prayer because it almost sounds like the same thing. Yeah. You know, contemplation, meditation. So, what we already saw in the last episode, that meditation 
is when you read a spiritual, you know, read a passage of the Bible or, or Lives of the Saints or whatever, yeah. you get that lesson. So, so first you read it a few times slowly, and and then you um, you meditate on it so that you're just thinking about it, or just uh, trying to listen to what God has to say to you. Um, and then after that, then you make a resolution, you know, try to make a change of your life that you from from the lesson that you learned in that reading or that you know from a saint or whatever. And then you try to apply it. Uh, onto your life throughout the day, you know, and your whole life. Whereas in contemplation, it's just the, it could be just a simple gaze at a crucifix, you know. Just like yeah, so just like um, you're just looking. You're you're in a church, hopefully now during shutdown, but uh, you're <laughs> you're in a church and you're what is it? You're praying. You maybe probably just got a, a confession or you're just there to adore our our Lord, and you're you're just looking. At a, like a statue or a painting or anything, you know, um, and you just you just think, you just um, take the time to consider what that event is. Is it our Mother Mary, a Lady of the Rosary? Is it? Is it? Like just anything, anything, mm-hmm. just anything. Uh, but just thinking mm-hmm. about the you know holy things, uh, and I mean yeah, just being there with God in the presence of God, you know. So that that's why we're gonna get. He's gonna say it later on. The the ideal time for prayer for this for contemplative prayer is, uh, you know, in front of the holy sacrament. Well, in in adoration. Yeah, you know. There you go. So, yeah, just don't get those two mixed with each other. Uh, meditation and contemplative because they're different things. Different things. You know, meditation you apply resolutions to your life, whereas in me- contemplation is just thinking uh, about it. Would I mean it, it, uh, it's not really thinking about specific points in your life. It's more about being there about, with God, you know, just just enjoying company. Yeah. Um. Okay. So just say it in the words. Wait. Oh, this one. Yeah, in the words. Okay. Contemplation. No, no, in the words of. The- oh, okay. In the words of the Catechism, contemplation is a gaze of faith, like like we said, fix on Jesus. I looked. I look at him, okay, quote, I look at him and he looks at me, close quote. This is what a certain peasant in ours in the time of the of his holy cure used to say while praying before the tabernacle. This focus on Jesus is a renunciation of self. His gaze purifies our heart. The light of the of the countenance of Jesus illumines, illumines our the eyes of our heart and teaches us to see everything in the light of his truth and compassion for all men. Okay, so, like you said, I look at him and he looks at me. It's like, it's it's um usually the statues are Jesus looking down on. He's looking down at you. I mean, you you should. I think a good thing to think about is like think about how Jesus sees you, how Jesus sees you, how he sees like what are you like, like imagine for a second you see, you're you're Jesus or something. I don't know, and then and you're just looking at yourself, just praying in the shrine, or you did something bad earlier today, or you did something good. Well, just what would just like what we said already. Yeah. Just any you know, just, just a gaze of faith. You know, f- having your mind fixed on Jesus and only and, Jesus. you know and God. Well, yeah, just God, whatever. Okay. So continuing. 
So, the ideal time for the practice of contemplative prayer is during adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Catholics should make it a priority to visit the Blessed Sacrament at least once a week and spend a minimum of, of half an hour in quiet union with our Lord. This is part of the rule of life. Present in the Eucharist, He waits for us for our visit, asking us of the sacrifice, asking of us the sacrifice of our time, and offering to us in return His love and mercy. There, in the silence of the sanctuary, we can speak to Him face to face, or simply rest in the comfort of His presence. Uh, but contemplative prayer differs from mental prayer also in this that whereas we need to set aside a particular amount of time of the day and at a specific hour to make our meditation, contemplative prayer requires no such planning. It is necessary, of course, that we resolve to spend each day in contemplative prayer. And for this reason, we should schedule it in our day. But we can pray contemplatively at all times and in any circumstances as the scriptures command us to do. So this is something that is actually very, very important. Yeah. Here, Because with me, we'll have to read these before, you know, doing the podcast. So I read this a couple of days ago and, well, I, I used this as my spiritual reading. And after my spiritual reading, I made a resolution. So part of my, my resolution is that, you know, throughout the day, I, I say like a small prayer, you know, to, uh, to call upon God's presence, you know, with me. So that, you know, have it always in my mind. Because when the demons see that you have God in your mind, you have holy things in your mind, they don't want to be there. They're going to run away, you know? Yeah. And I want them to run away. I don't want them to be there, you know? I don't want them to be there to tempt me. And, and you know, it's, you know, helps a lot to, to have God always present in your lives. Have prayer throughout the whole day because you have heard it like in the scriptures or it says have Christ I mean pray at all times I think St. Paul says that I'm not sure yeah. but it's like what how do you pray at all times you're saying like a rosary all the time or what or like or like you know while you're just doing UPS or something holding big boxes well I don't do UPS but <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, but yeah just short prayers to have God in your mind that's contemplative prayer you know to like just have him in your mind. You know, like it says yeah. right there that even being in front of the Blessed Sacrament, just resting there, but in the presence of God could be contemplative prayer. Like not even thinking about God? Well, obviously you're like, you're thinking about God, but you're not really saying anything, you know? Oh, you're just thinking about him? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, keep playing, I guess. Yeah. I do that. I do that. <laughs> well, anyways, that, like, that, that's really good. What the heck? Why is that highlighting? I have no idea. Uh, whatever. Anyways. Uh, continuing. Yes, sir. Okay. Oh. We can learn to practice continuous contemplative prayer by li- lifting our hearts into go- into God frequently throughout the day in brief but intense moments of intimacy in which we express our love of Him and renew our child our childlike confidence in His providence. Since the time of the deep of the desert fathers of Egypt in the fourth century, this method of short prayers has offered offered in, in its daily work has proven to be a sure means of accept of acquiring. Okay, the wait. Spirit. Read it slowly because you keep on messing up. Of accepting. <laughs> I mean, of, sorry, of acquiring. <laughs> Dude, you said it. Okay, of acquiring the spirit of constant prayer. 
Examples of such simple prayers are Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Have Mercy on Us, or the Prayer of Divine Mercy, Jesus, I Trust in You. To, in the tradition of the Eastern Church, the simple phrase, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner, is repeated constantly throughout the day. But we may offer any prayer of our choice. An excellent guide to forming the habit of constant contemplative prayer is the classic book, The Practice of the, Pre of the Presence of God, by Brother Lawrence, OCD. <laughs> OCD. <laughs> I don't even know what, what that stands for. I don't mean either. Uh, anyways, so yeah, uh, just c calling upon, uh, you know, Christ's mercy and forgiveness throughout the day was is, it helps a lot. Tr trust me. So yeah, just um, just do this real life, guys. It's gonna help you a lot. You know, I know it's helped me a lot. Because these are the basics. You know, the real life is just the basic... Uh, it's like a schedule, you know? It's a basic yeah. schedule that every Catholic should follow. It's like the the tip of the iceberg of all the prayers and penances you should be doing. Yeah. You know? So it's the, it's the, the... Like, every Catholic should be practicing this rule of life. Look, look, watch. Right right after this video, I want, just get on your knees and just say a quick prayer. I don't care if you're about to play a video game or something... Or even, or you have to go somewhere right now, right after you watch this video on your laptop or something, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just say it real quick, just a real quick prayer, like, I don't know, a five second prayer or something. <laughs> Anything. Just, it's so easy. Just do it. Just get on your knees and ask for mercy. <laughs> who are you, who are you, who are you, uh... No, I don't know, just, uh, when you said that, it just reminded me of those charismatic groups. Just get on your just knees. Get, get on your knees. No, I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I was like, what are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, but just try to incorporate this into your life, guys, because it's going to help you a lot uh, in increasing in your, in your spiritual, um, your spiritual life. <laughs> okay. And if you don't know what the spiritual life is, then go to episode six, I believe. No, five. Five and six. Okay. Okay. How to pray. In many places of the Gospels, our Lord teaches us how to pray. Okay, so we're already done with contemplative prayer, you know. He shows us that certain virtues and conditions are necessary for us to pray well. First is humility of heart. In order for us to pray as best as we can, we must be aware of a few important conditions that our Lord Himself teaches us in the Gospels. The first of these is humility. Why is humility so important? Because unless we see that in everything, and especially in spiritual things, that we depend on God, we will see that. I'm oh, sorry. We will we see that in everything and this. Oh my gosh! Sorry. We will not turn. Okay, let me do it again. Sorry. In order for us to pray as best as we can, we must be aware of a few important conditions that our Lord Himself teaches us in the Gospels. The first of these is humility. Why is humility so important? Because unless we see that in everything and especially in spiritual things, we depend on God. We will not turn to Him in prayer. And when we do approach God in prayer, we must do so realistically, recognizing that we are in constant need of His mercy. St. Augustine writes, quote, But when we, do, when we pray, do we speak from the height of our pride and will, or out of the depths of a humble and contrite heart? He who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Man is a beggar before God, end quote. Okay, okay. So so what it's saying is that 
Um, what it's saying is, is that it's for you. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. So what it's saying is for you to recognize your place. It, it's saying for you for um you to see I am a sinner. I'm a guy who sins. God is perfect. He's all loving. He's almighty, and he is all forgiving. And he's all merciful. So I'm going to keep on sinning. <laughs> yeah! No, <laughs> no. It's for... <laughs> Let's go! It's for you It's for you to recognize that you're a guy who needs God's mercy. You can't do this without God. It's um, humility. It's, like, it, it's, it's saying, I can't do this without God. But it's, it doesn't mean God's going to do it alone for you. He's, got, he's not going to do everything for you. Just remember that, that he, you have to put all your effort into it. But even with all your effort, without God, you can't do anything. So that's why you have to recognize, you have to see, like he said, well, cause uh, look, man is a beggar before God. That's what, like, that's what, that's what, how, you, how you have to recognize yourself. Yeah, because the only way to grow in virtue, the only way to grow in a spiritual life is humility because... Uh, yeah. Without God, we're nothing. You know, we need God for everything. Like, he's he's the one who's keeping us currently in existence, right now. Right now. So we depend on God for everything, but we also gotta put our own will into it. We have to put our own acts. Okay, not only faith, but acts. Just remember that. But we also gotta remember that we're human, and we can't do it without God. Yeah, you know, we gotta be with God. We have to have that spirit of humility, or else we can't grow. Okay. Uh, my end is my turn. <clears throat> it is in the spirit of humility that the church begins her liturgy with the confiteor, humbly confessing our faults before the Lord and asking His forgiveness, so that the rest of our prayer may be acceptable. Asking forgiveness is the pre- pre- prerequisite. Pre- prerequisite. For both the Eucharistic liturgy and personal prayer. We should meditate frequently on the example given to us by our Lord himself of prayer that is, that is acceptable to God and that which is not. Quote, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. A tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed with us with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not, not like this other man. And like, like this other man. No, like, like other men. <laughs> extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector, the one standing right next to me. I, I fast for a week, if we're twice a week, I give tithes of all I, that I get. But the tax collector, okay, so he stops talking. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but be his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Okay, the, uh, from the Gospel of Luke. <clears throat> so, so what he, what he's saying is that, um, for example, even though the Pharisee is like, um, even the, though even he, though the, the Pharisee was doing was doing all he should. No, even though he was like, you know, keeping the law and everything, he was doing so pridefully. He thought that he was doing it with his own power, you know, being good or doing the law within his own power, and with the, through his pride. It made all his acts be w- go in vain. Yeah, nothing. It meant nothing. Because he thought he was like a perfect man. Now the other, the tax collector, even though he had committed many more sins than the other 
the other man. He he had a he, spirit of humility. He recognized his, his sinfulness, and he was forgiven. It says right there, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. But also, you have to remember that you have to be repentant of your sins. Yeah, you have to actually yeah. be repentant. You, you, have, to, you just... have to be actually be sorry. You yeah. have to be sorry, and you have to recognize your place, who you are, what you did, but you have to be sorry and regret everything that you did. Yeah. Well, everything wrong, everything wrong you did. So yeah, <laughs> that's what we need. Okay. So forgiveness. Another essential prerequisite for sincere prayer is forgiveness. In the prayer he gave us, our Lord made forgiveness of sin depend on our forgiveness of others. In the following verse, he goes even further, asking of us that be at peace with our neighbor before we come to worship God. So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come off and offer your gift. We should therefore on oh, an end quote, you know, oh, with, from the Gospel of Matthew. We should therefore take care to examine our conscience, consciences daily to see whether we are guilty of harboring grudges or hard feelings against anyone. And if we discover some resentment to forgive from the heart so that our prayer uh, may be pleasing to our Heavenly Father. So okay. not only do we have to be humble and ask God forgiveness, we also have to ask others for forgiveness. So, so like, yeah, you know, like, like it says, if you are offering your gift at the altar, um, and they remember that your brother has something against you, like your brother and not, and your brother and you are, which um, is an example because back yeah. then, I guess they would, you know, in Jewish times, they would bring gifts up to the altar and he's just giving an example. Let's say for some, some reason you, uh, like you did something wrong against yeah, your brother. Yeah, you, you um, did something wrong to your brother or whatever. Then you have to go and ask for forgiveness. They, yet like you have to go make up with mm -hmm. eyeliner and powder. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's just saying, Father's just saying that. So we have to be reconciled with God and our neighbors. Yeah. And that way, even when, because we could. I mean, it's always easier just to say sorry, God, but. You know, just because we can't see him physically, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a bit. I think, I, mean, I don't know. For me, it's maybe it's a little easier, but for to tell somebody that you can actually see and they actually are angry at, to tell them like, can you please forgive me? I'm sorry. That's a yeah, lot harder. It, it's a lot harder and more humility, humiliating. So, yeah, I mean that that's gonna be a good step to. To going against your humility. I mean, sorry. To going against your, your pride. Hey, are, you, are we supposed to be prideful? No. <laughs> Anyways. I'm, we're really well, tired like, right now because we're doing this late at night. Under the anyways, influence of Well, like, for example, uh, one thing that helped me with my pride. Well, I mean, it was sort of a different kind of pride. It wasn't really, like, I couldn't forgive others or whatever. It's more like, I don't know. Like... I don't explain it. Like, I'm better than this person? Yeah. Or, okay. That kind of prayed. And the thing that helped me is... Because the, the way I would sort of, like, show that pride is that I wouldn't, like, talk to some people. You know what I mean? But I would just say that, oh, I was just shy or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know? But, like, one thing that really helped me to start, you know, talking to people or whatever is actually this podcast. 
Because when you, when it, the things like, that it, 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 it was actually my pride. Not that I'm better than others, but I want others to think I'm better. Yeah. Not, not that I, I think I'm better, but I want others to think I'm better, but I might mess up or something, you yeah. know? And so it was through, the, you know, even through this podcast that helped me a lot to, you know, talk more, to give my opinion or whatever more, and to say the truth more, yeah. you know? So it wasn't, I mean, maybe I do sometimes think I'm better than others, I'm going to be honest. You know, that's the problem I have to deal with. Uh, and, but this podcast has helped me a lot. I mean, I'm just giving you an example of how I sort of am combating my pride, you know? I I think my problem with pride is not that I think I'm better than others, but I just don't want to, like, I mean, it, ha- it hasn't been happening very much recently, I have to admit, but um, I I have, like, sometimes, like, just don't obey people. I guess that is a kind of pride right there. Well, yeah, because you want to follow your own... My, my own thing. Yeah, you want to follow your own I mean, I obviously, I obviously still want to follow God's thing, but, like, I don't know. When they when they tell me to do something, you mean I don't like know. you think that your way is better? Yes, exactly that. Yeah, I I can uh, relate to that. I can assure you that he does that a lot. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so just shut your turn. Dang. Okay. Perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. Quote. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, a quote from Jesus, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor regarded man. And there was a widow, a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Vindicate me against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor regard man, Yet because the widow, this widow, widow bothers me, I will vindicate her, or she will wear me out by her continual coming. And the Lord said, "Hear, uh, hear what the unrighteous judge says. Will not God vindicate his elect, who cry to him day and night? He will, he will be delay long over them. He will, will he delay long over? Them? Oh, will he delay long over them? Okay. So right here he's saying perseverance. So for example. If you do a novena, a nine-day novena, if you don't, or novena, whatever, it's like a, a nine days of prayer, uh, usually with the rosary recited before the, the novena prayers, and well, it's just nine days of going, keep on asking God for a specific intention, and that's how an example of perseverance. So right here, it's saying that even an unrighteous judge, after a woman was persevering to have her her case. Uh, be vindicated even though the judge was unrighteous just because she was perseverant she I mean he ended up vindicating it yeah. even though I mean he because he, he was bothered now he was she, he was saying now will not my will not you know our lord you know vindicate us when we come to him or you know yeah and you know even because he loves us you know he's not just an unrighteous judge he's a right yeah. you know righteous judge and he's saying, will he delay long over them? So we need to keep on persevering in our prayers. And we need to have faith that it works. You know? I was reading today about Joshua. <coughs> not this Joshua, a different Joshua. <laughs> you know, the one in the times of uh, of of Moses. Moses, Exodus. And Well, yeah, the Exodus. And 
there you know it was the time with um where what's it called where Jesus I mean God told Joshua to march around the city of Jericho the city of Jericho I don't, how many days was it I forgot it was uh, seven days right seven days I think so I think it was seven days to go around seven days and because the, was it it was Jericho right Jericho yes yeah Jericho in the land of Canaan 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 <laughs> How can you Anyways, the, that? the thing is that the that was the the promised land. Yeah. So God wanted him. To, it was a very you know, uh, big build, big uh, wall and everything, and the giant. There was giant. There were giants. The people who giants. inhabited it. No. Yeah, there were giants. Wait, seriously? Mm-hmm. I thought that was only with the promised land. That is the promised land. Oh, Jericho. Or at least it was in the way or something it was, yeah, like that. It, no, it was in the way. It wasn't the promised oh, land, okay, it was okay. in the way. So it was in the way. The thing is that God told them to walk around it seven times seven, seven times for seven days. And, th- and, then, and then on the last day... To yell on, really and loud. on the last turn, to yell really loud. And that the walls of the, of the building... I mean, of the wall... Well, the walls would fall and crumble. And you would think, like, what? Like, how's a silly... You know, how, how's... Yelling gonna solve anything, and he had faith in God, and he persevered through those seven days of, you know, maybe they were being mocked at or whatever. Yeah. And you know, all the people in in the tribe, uh, well, of Israel, they they were probably very, you know, yeah, you know, probably uh, embarrassed, getting embarrassed or or losing faith. Or but or Joshua like- kept on persevering, and and they got told. Yeah, and he, sorry, he kept on persevering, he did what God told him, and through persevering and having faith, then they, the walls of Jericho fell, and they were able to continue on their way. So, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously God made the walls fall down, but I don't think the actions itself of them walking around and no, yelling, it, it was, I think it was it just was a just, test, test, yeah. it was a test from God, Here, see how, wait, wait, can you, oh. Go, 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're back. We actually didn't leave. The audio is still going, so... Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. It, obviously, their yelling didn't actually cause it to fall, you know? No, it was it, it was actually God, and... But he was, it was a test... To, to see how much faith they had in him. Yeah. <laughs> so, we must have faith like Joshua. Faith like Moses. Faith like the saints. And that's a very big... Important component of prayer, you know, or else why are we praying? Yeah, if we don't have faith, why are we like, gonna pray? Like, what's the point? Okay, now go. What's the point? Oh, I, I already sort of said this, but whatever. <laughs> Confidence in God, okay. And I tell you, quote, quote, and I tell you, ask it and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who re- asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks, asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give give him a serpent? Or, if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, so from the Gospel of Luke. <laughs> so he was saying, he's just saying here that, well, pretty much like how I said, we must have faith in God that he will... You know, he'll do what is best for us. 
You know? But what we ask him... Because, okay. Okay. Cause think, think of it this way. You... Obviously, yes. You should ask what you... What you, um... Yeah, ask him for what you think you need, right? But remember, and always include this. Say, not my will, but your will be done. Because yeah, so, in that sense, we're also bringing humility in. Yeah, there we go. <coughs> it's like Mary said, um, no, 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 sorry, wait. Okay, well, Mary did say that, but also Jesus said, because he, he said, take this um, cup away from me. He meant the, all the suffering he's going to go through. But he, then he said... You mean in the agony in the garden? Yeah, in the agony in the garden. But then he said, but yet, Father, not my will be done. Not, not my will, but yours be done. So... Yeah, he, in, in that sense, in, in that part, he crushed his own will. He crushed, you know, the 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 temptation from the devil. And he accepted God's will. You know? Yeah. Obviously... I'm pretty sure he wanted. He didn't want to suffer that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously he loves us, but I mean, like, he didn't he'd want rather to us still get saved without him getting suffer, you know, yeah. going through suffering. But, but he knew Jesus he, knew that it was that a, was the only way. Yeah, the only way. The only way to to <clears throat> to save us, and so he crushed his own will. Like I don't know if you've seen in the Passion of Christ. If you guys watch that, go from, watch it. What's from, it what? by Mel, from Mel Gibson? Yeah, Mel the Gibson. movie. And there's this, there's this one part where in the beginning actually, where Jesus is is praying to God in the Garden of Gethsemane, and <clears throat> he's praying and asking God to you know to spare him to um, take this cup away from him you know the he's talking about the passion you know the crucifixion and all his that, death yeah and there's this part where where Jesus. Sees the you know the devil and the devil like sends this like snake crawling towards him. I think the and snake then, represents and then the, the temptation. Sna- yeah, I think the snake represents the temptation. Represented his own will. Well, not his own will, but I mean yeah, you know the yeah. will of the devil, and he crushed it. You know, the, Jesus crushed the snake, and you know he killed the snake. And I think that represents him accepting God's will. Yeah, and denying his own. So. And so I, I ask for, you know, whatever you want, but include not my will be done, but your be done. So if it is good for me, please do this. Like, like that. Please yeah. give this to me. But only if you think it's good. Okay. Oh my gosh. This thing. What is happening? Okay. Okay, well that's the. One, two, three, four. Okay, five. The fifth one. Recollection. Quote, and when you pray, you must not be, be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your, heavenly, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So again, this is uh, from the Gospel of uh, Matthew. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 5 to 6. And this is another example of humility, you know, because so, there the, cause, cause are people who go outside and proclaim out loud with a t-shirt on saying, I, I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, it's not, <laughs> I mean, it's not even now. It's not, it's not even but, that. I mean, like, like, like back then, the, they would brag about it. And people would brag about their penances or look tired or, you know, whatever, but, because so when, that, like when they're fasting, but we should actually 
be doing all that in secret. Yeah, because like not even letting anyone God, Because that way we're doing it for God solely, not for anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And when God sees that, He's going to reward us even more for being humble and doing it for Him, you know? Because that way our, our intention is not corrupted. There we go. So the next one. Sixth. Constant prayer? Is that one? Yeah. Okay. Constant prayer. Everyone who is sincere about prayer will at some time ask himself, quote, how should I how much should I pray? The answer from the scriptures is clear, quote, pray constantly. Always and for everything giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. From verse Thessalonians five uh, chapter five verse seventeen. And quote Pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and all and supplications. Supplications are like petition. Um, to to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. That's from Ephesians chapter six, verse eighteen. Okay, so like I said, we must keep a constant prayer throughout our day, and that could just be through short prayers or through having God in our mind, you know, because th- that way. The devil can't enter in our mind. I mean, he can't, he can you know, re- like, he, he won't even want to be there. A, a person who has their mind in God all the time is not a place he wants yeah. to be with. You're not a person he wants to be with. So, <clears throat> continuing. The fact is that nothing stops us from praying. Even in the most stressful situations, we can turn our hearts br- briefly and lovingly to God. This was the custom of all the saints, many of whom were engaged in extremely demanding apostolates. And yet they never allow their duties to break the union of their hearts with God. Our goal is to form a habit of constant prayer that will keep us always in the presence of God throughout our all, all our activities, giving us strength at every moment against temptation and sanctifying our day. Okay. <clears throat> Forming a daily habit of prayer. No, do this one. Actually, yeah. I, I'll do it. Never Because... Oh, okay. Sure. The catechism... Numbers 2744 teaches that prayer is a vital necessity. If we do not allow the Spirit to lead us, we fall back into the slavery of sin. The need for prayer is obvious. There is no spiritual life without it. Therefore, we must always be... Wait, what? Therefore, oh. Therefore, our homes must always be a place where our genuine prayer is practiced and taught. However, human nature is such that without set times and habits of prayer... The demands and distractions of our daily life easily overwhelm us and cause us to neglect prayer. In order to prevent that this disaster, uh, that we make the commitment to pray the rosary each day and to set aside time for spiritual reading and meditation. Yeah, sure. <coughs> As we shall see in the following lesson, the rosary is an ideal form of prayer because it requires us to meditate on the ministries of our Lord's life and death. If we see, if we pray every day, we will keep Christ constantly before our eyes. The daily offering to St. Dismas has a special importance for our brotherhood because by the my means of it, my by means of it, our brothers will remain in spiritual union wherever they may be. Through this devotion, and we, we offer our prayers and penances for the intention of the growth and protection of the, uh, the, brother, the brotherhood, and for the needs of each brother in particular. We also entrust our spiritual progress to the intercession of our holy patron, St. Dismas. 
It is a source of strength and blessing of our, for our brotherhood that we daily renew our commitment to our ideals and our mutual support. So yeah, like I said, I said in uh, in two episodes ago that uh, that our brotherhood is has the patron Saint Dismas, <clears throat> and in that prayer we offer our supplications, penances, prayer, penances, prayers, and supplications to God mm-hmm. in union with the brothers of the brotherhood. Um. And so we're always we have that spirit of penance, you know. Yeah. And we keep that penance, that spirit of penance and prayer throughout our whole day, and we offer in you know in union with the brotherhood, uh, which is very good things because we you know we get graces from that you yeah. know as a, when we're all united when all our prayers are united it's stronger. Yeah. So it's it's good to be in a group. Okay, even those prayers are not enough for those who are committed to. To growth in the spiritual life, our day should begin and end in prayer. Prayer should sanctify our meals and bring our families together. We encourage all Catholics to try to keep the following schedule for daily prayer, which is not well, not all Catholics, but all people who are trying to be better, <laughs> you know, trying mm. to actually live, a, a, grow in their spiritual life, which should be all Catholics. So yeah, I guess all Catholics should try to keep the following mm. schedule for daily prayer, which is not beyond the abilities of even the busiest people to practice. At first, especially for those un, un, unused to regular prayer, it may be difficult, difficult. but with time, as with the habit of prayer grows in, these times of prayer will become a necessity for us. So we're going to go through the program of our daily prayer. So in the morning, upon rising in the morning, consecrate your day to God through, the prayer, through prayer. Make the sign of the cross. Pray the Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be. Then pray morning prayers uh, finishing with the Angelus of the Regina Celli, uh, I guess depending on the season, and then uh, meditation. I, I mean, I, I'd say do it in the morning. Do meditation in the morning, yeah. and I mean we've already said it. Go to the last episode if you want to see how do the steps of meditation and the steps to prepare for meditation. Um, and then after that, during the day, try to stay in the presence of God by raising your heart to Him in short prayers. Such as the following, Our Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on me. Or, Jesus, I trust in you. Before meals, remember to bless your food, and afterwards give thanks to God. At noon, pray again the Angelus or the Regina Celli. And then the in the afternoon, or the night, find time to pray the Rosary. And if possible, especially if you're dads, do it with your family, man. Do it Be family. a family, man, and do it with your family, man. <laughs> So seriously, family guy. So find the time to to pray the rosary with your family, and then bef- at night before sleep, spend a few minutes reviewing your conscience with the help of the examination of conscience. <clears throat> Finish asking pardon of God the offenses you have committed during the day by act- saying the act of contrition. So and that's it. That's it. That's I mean it's, it's actually not that hard. It's not that much, you know. Let's see. It's like the tip of the iceberg. <clears throat> but it's not that much. But if you see, you have prayer throughout the whole day. You have God in your mind the whole day. You're right. in yeah, the presence. At least you should. No, no, that's what I'm saying. With the schedule, you have, you know, if you're truly devout and you're not just doing it for no, yeah. you know. Do you have God in your mind? You have present the presence of God with you? You're going to be untouchable, bro. Yeah. Untouchable. So... Come on, guys. Let's just do this. 
I challenge you guys, especially men, if men watch this, I challenge you. If you're a dad, I challenge you to do this with your family. Pray the rosary every day with your family. Yeah. Start getting, you know, up, up and up and up the, with, with your prayers. Watch. When the, when the man of the house does it, everyone does it. Everyone. Even, like, because look, if the research and studies have shown that if if the woman is just doing the uh, the practices and religion, going to daily mass or something, but the husband isn't, then like, only twenty percent of the family of, will follow of the of the children will stay Catholic or become Catholic. And if it's the other way around that the husband is being religious and the woman isn't, then eighty percent will stay or, Catholic. Yeah, there we go. So, <clears throat> I mean, that has to say something to you guys. I mean, that what that means is that the man is the leader of the house. And people follow the leader. And I know, you know, obviously those women, good job to them that they're keeping, trying to keep the faith. Yeah. <clears throat> and they shouldn't just say, oh, just give up or whatever. Cause, yeah. you know, no, no, no. You should keep on going. Keep on urging your your children to pray and take them to and, daily mass and everything like and that. Y- but, and your husband. <clears throat> or try to convince your no, husband. But, like, but like, or why did you marry this guy in the first place? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you got to be careful with who you choose. So we're going to do a, guys, we're going to do a dating one soon. Dating one. With with our brother. Wait, 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 don't say anything. Maybe. I'm going to try to convince them. These people. Okay. We're going to do a dating one. So stay tuned for that one. You know, this concludes our podcast for today. Um... So yeah, stay tuned for the dating one. I don't know when that's coming out because we haven't even recorded it like yet. Next month or something. And yeah, thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please share to people. We you already get this. said like, share, subscribe. Why do you got to say share to people? Again? Oh, I said share. Oh, I, I always <laughs> say that. Say, okay. Share to people so that, you know, we grow bigger and we can... Um, Look, I'm... You know, I'm, we can evangelize more people and show them the rule of life. And... Uh, we also might have another very very special guest in the future. I'm not gonna say who it is because we don't. Want if to we don't, if it no, if it doesn't end up happening, then what's the point of saying it? You know. But I'm just saying. Okay, and God bless. <laughs>